Listener Production. Our share market's winning streak remains alive as most stocks lift. And another mixed day on the earnings front. Good afternoon. I'm Steve. I'm Laura. It's Thursday, the 24th of August. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Hello, Laura. Good afternoon, Stevie. We're back again. Very formal. I like it. Three <laughs> straight days of gains mm-hmm. on track for a small lift over the course of the week as well. Mm-hmm. Certainly not going to make up for last week's terrible performance. Don't remind record. me. I won't remind you too much, but <laughs> what can you tell us about the ASX 200's moves? Today? Well, I'm very happy to report that we did lift, as Stevie alluded to, we're up 34 points, almost half a percent to 7,000. 182. If we look at sector performance, we can see overwhelmingly most of the sectors did manage to lift, but the standout today was definitely tech stocks. But it's been quite a yo-yo in the past few days. So we had a big gain of 5.2% for the tech sector on Tuesday. We basically lost all of that yesterday. Today, up another 4.2%. So just kind of a a yo-yo action going on here. It's been a crazy ride this week and quite a few, um, well, one of the reasons for this is a few stocks that are releasing profit results, which have been disappointing and then impressing and then bouncing back and going Mm. the other direction following the results. So the tech sector in Australia is not particularly big, right? So that's when it's more likely that you could have two, three stocks that when you have big moves, say 10, 20% in one direction, that can actually determine what happens to the tech sector or index overall. Well, well, that's what we've sort of been seeing as well. So yesterday, WiseTech fell almost, well, around about 20%. Today, it made a bit of a rebound. And, and that's why we saw the tech sector recovering amongst a few other stocks like Zero. We also had NVIDIA release its profit results over in the US after the closing bell this morning. And that was really good. So we saw NVIDIA shares up in after hours trade. And that sort of led into our market today as well. Some of the losers, though, there were only three sectors which managed to decline today. Consumer staples, utilities and a slight fall for healthcare as well. Banks did pretty well though. They were up 1% as a group in in terms of financials. Energy stocks were up quite a bit as well. NVIDIA is probably going to be another talking point tomorrow morning, depending Mm -hmm. how investors respond to that. So in after hours trade, you said it it actually rose, NVIDIA? Correct. Yeah. So we'll find out today what type of impact that has. But NVIDIA is now one of the largest stocks on the US share market. So that could certainly sway what happens to some of the major indices there. But let's look at some individual stocks. Qantas was one that received a bit of attention today. Rose by close to 1%, not quite, but came out with earnings. It said that there's been solid travel demand, high airfares, and that really held the, uh, helped the company rather record its best profits ever. Profits up to about $2.5 billion. It almost lost $2 billion a year earlier because of all the border closures and COVID, of course. Ouch quite difficult for airlines to make money when they can't fly. I think, I've yeah, it, it would be hard, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's almost no other way to make money. Almost no yep. other way, yeah. And revenue's more than doubled over the past <laughs> year. It's not paying out a dividend, but it's finding another way to share, I guess, profits with investors via a buyback of about $500 billion, million rather, where it uses its funds to basically reduce the number of shares that are on offer. Another stock I was excited about today, and you probably were as well since you've purchased things from, from this store before, LaVisa. LaVisa, that's right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, what I have you purchased some, from there before, I bought Steve? some clip-on earrings before. <laughs> LaVisa. It's true for a costume. For a costume. What mm. did you dress up as? I think a, uh, a police officer. I think. 
a female police officer, yeah. was it? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I don't so. know why I think so. Yes. I believe Tom showed us a photo of it, actually. He did today, actually. A throwback Thursday almost, you he might did. say. Yeah. <laughs> Remember this, Stevie? I think that's what <laughs> that, he said. That's exactly how he said it, actually. That's right. Do you know um, what? I actually went to Maya as well um, uh, to buy earrings because I needed two options for the <laughs> night. <laughs> it's true. Good to keep your options open. Yeah, anyway, Lavis's anyway. results today, they were out. It reported that its revenue rose 30% to $596 million. Same store sales were up 6.3% on the past financial year. And this was partly because they lifted their prices in the second half of the financial year in response to inflation. But they still managed to keep the same level of sales volumes, even though they hiked their prices. So it didn't deter people from buying their stuff. So I guess you would have still bought those earrings regardless if they were $1 or $2, Stevie. <laughs> I think what's important, that's right. Uh, what's important with LaVisa though is it's had quite a ride for the past few years and it's mm. had some really big improvements as well. So it's trading at about 21 bucks per share at the moment. Back in 2020, it hit $2.34 at the worst point. So it's gone from $2.30 to about 21 bucks over that period. And it's been very aggressively opening mm hundreds of stores globally. And when the economies slow down, you know, it can make things a bit more difficult when you're expanding so aggressively. Exactly right. So while there were those good things about La Vista today, overall, its results did fall short of expectations. They also cut their final dividend to 31 cents per share from 37 cents per share the same time last year. And in terms of this financial year, in the first seven weeks, they saw same store sales down 5.8%. So overall today, La Vista shares fell 6.2%. Costa Group was another big mover, down about 11% today. So this is one of the, the largest fruit and veggie growers in the country. It delayed the release of its profit results by almost a week. So it was going to release its results tomorrow. Now it's going to be next Thursday and investors are perhaps a little worried about why it's decided to do that. Initially, it said there's been softening demand for its tomatoes and also quality issues with its citrus products. Mm. So it thinks that profits are, are probably going to be a little lower over the year. It also doesn't come in a great time because there's a private equity firm or a group of investors that are currently carrying out due diligence before continuing to basically commit to purchasing the group. So they reckon there's profits are going to be lower and that's something that obviously this private equity firm will be watching closely. I think I've been helping them because I've been buying a lot of mandarins lately. They've been very tasty. Actually, yeah, you you asked me to get your mandarin from the <laughs> the fridge not long ago, and I said, get it yourself. Remember that? That was about half an hour ago. But you're right. You do have a lot and of mandarins there. I do. I shared one with Tom yesterday, and he's like, wow, this is a delicious mandarin. Yeah. Anyway. Good was... story. <laughs> cool story, Tell me Brad. more. Yeah. How about any other stocks that received <laughs> attention? <laughs> well, Telix Pharmaceuticals, that's the cancer treatment company. They were among today's winners as well after reporting an excellent result across all key metrics. And that was in the word of the company's CEO, which could potentially be a little biased. But the results that she was talking about there was a nine-fold increase in half-year revenue to $221 million, which sounds pretty good to me. And that reflected continued growth in sales of its prostate cancer imaging agent, which is really good because they're working towards this cancer treatment and it's it's really, really good news. And it also narrowed its net loss after tax to $14.3 million, 
That's an 80% reduction in losses from the same time last year when it reported $70.9 million in losses. So overall, a good day for Telix. And private hospital operator Ramsey Healthcare had a tough day, down 12% today. Now, it posted a 5% lift in profits, which were largely in line with what many analysts were expecting, but it halved its dividend, which seemed to disappoint. And it also warned that it's probably going to take longer than expected to have a full recovery across its hospitals post-COVID and that costs are probably going to be higher. So that seemed to underwhelm investors and that was perhaps behind the big falls in its share price today. More from the winners list, Tabcorp shares did pretty well today. It beat analyst expectations after reporting a 2% lift in revenue and it doubled its earnings before factoring in interest in tax. The driver was that Tabcorp had more people than ever actively using its digital platform. 805,000 users in total, which is a lot. That's up 3% from last year. Interestingly, they hold roughly 35% of market share across everything that it does. And about 25% of people who jump on an app to gamble are using the Tabcorp platform. Even with an increase in competition, we're seeing a lot more competitors in the gambling space. The thing I will note, though, that it declared a dividend of one cent versus six and a half cents from the same time last year, which is a pretty big cut. Still, its shares rose 4.3%. Quite a few stocks ex-dividend as well today. Mm-hmm. JB Hi-Fi was one of them. Endeavor, which is behind Dan Murphy's and BWS and hundreds of hotels and pubs, and also Baby Bunting, the retailer of baby products, all ex-div, which means that if you bought shares today onwards, you will not get the next dividends from any of those three. Tonight? Yep. The meeting. The Quite whole busy. of the Jackson meeting. The Jackson <laughs> Why did I call Hole. it that? <laughs> I don't know. The ja- Jackson Hole Symposium. The Jackson Hole Symposium. I just wanted to like do a play on words, but it didn't quite work. Not quite there, but um, <laughs> it's day two of the three-day event. Two. The and most the important big day, arguably. Yeah, well, it is. I think almost certainly the the, mm. um, the one that's probably most highly anticipated. Tell because us why. The head of the US Central Bank, Jerome Powell. Wow. JP. JP, JP. as you like to <laughs> refer to him as, of course, you're very good friends. Um, he'll be delivering a speech. And last year, it was about <laughs> a, I think it was an eight-minute speech, actually, off memory. I feel like mistaken. I've heard this same You've, sentence. Every day this week. No, but this no, is a bit different. Friday. This is since a little different. Friday, every single day. Off memory, it was an eight-minute speech, which was oh, very short. That's a good memory. And I could be wrong, but I, I am actually going off memory here. But I think it was eight minutes because it was across the media mm. the next day that mm. it was a super short speech, but he went in there with the intention of basically mm. just make, reminding everyone that rates are going to keep going higher yeah. and then inflation's still way too high, needs to do something. And then the week after that was terrible for American mm-hmm. markets and that really flowed through to our share market as mm-hmm. well. Very different situation this time around, of course, mm-hmm. but markets at the moment are not really pricing in too many rate hikes globally. So if there's any talk of, you know, if he talks tough, tries to make it clear again mm-hmm. that there's going to be potentially more rate hikes and that he's not convinced about inflation can be used as a platform for that type of discussion. So that's going to be certainly a big talking point, I would imagine, tomorrow morning. Let's see if he gets everyone fizzed up again. Exactly. And (laughs) tomorrow there'll be a few things to watch here in Australia as well, as far as profit results go. Definitely. It's another big day on the profit results front. Probably not as big as the past couple of days, but we still do have quite a lot of companies reporting. We have Pilbara Minerals. That's a big one. West Farmers 
yeah. is another big one. Yeah, behind Bunnings, of course. Ardent Leisure will be another. It's a company that owns a number of uh, theme parks, including uh, Dreamworld. We've got Maine Pharma, Accent Group, um, and Michael Hill International, the jeweler. And mm-hmm. a few stocks, Xdiv as well tomorrow, Argo and GUD Holdings. Very exciting day. Very exciting. Well, on that Friday, no economic data. No economic Gen- generally, data. Generally, I feel yep. like that's generally what happens. But we'll be really holding our breath to find out what happens tonight. Exactly right. So that's probably going to make all the difference. It could determine whether or not we finish in positive territory for the week because we're only up half a percent or so over Roughly, the past yep. four days. So we could easily see that completely dissipating tomorrow or we could add to it. Finish I have my fingers crossed. I'm hoping we end higher. We'll see. Well, on that note, everyone, have a great evening. Catch Catch you back here tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye. This podcast is prepared, approved, and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting, and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.